Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hello everyone, here is uh, Daniel Budai with uh, another episode of our Ecom show and today we are also in a live webinar and he, I'm here with uh, Jerry who is our uh, one of our graphic designers in our team and um, today I, uh, I asked him to talk about uh, branding, branding principles because a few weeks before he had a really nice presentation and talk about this topic and uh, I think it's um, some people will have big aha moments and uh, and they will understand branding more. So I will ask Jerry to um, share uh, with everyone his knowledge about branding. And uh, if you are watching this live stream, then uh, you can see the video as well. If you are listening to the audio, then uh, then you just you know you cannot see us. So Jerry, I would ask you to. I know you have the slides but also try to make it enjoyable for listeners as well, uh, to podcast listeners as well. So Jerry, it's your turn. The stage is yours. Uh, thank you, Daniel. Well, first of all, thank you very much for, for having me. Um, uh, and hopefully um, a lot of people um, understand a little bit more of what branding truly is and help them um, build their own brand even their personal brand as well. Um, so without further ado, um, I would first like to ask uh, Daniel, like what would you understand as a brand? <laughs> Great question. So yeah, I think this is the, this is the word and, and thing what, you know, the opinions are very different and what, what people say. So um I think brand is really what a person has. Uh, it's almost like a personality of something uh, or even somebody. Like uh, if I know you, Jerry, you have a self-brand, a self-image. And I think about that. What is our connection and, and who you are for, for me? But if I think about Nike as a brand, then uh, what it represents for me Um sport and and maybe speed and and you know and and uh certain things being fashionable so i think it's really about the human mostly emotional connection and and my image about somebody or or something that's the brand for me it's really hard to define <laughs> uh, yeah uh, exactly that's what happens um it's very um confusing for a lot of people um mainly because it um it covers different elements uh for a brand so um it, it the definition is quite broad um usually um before it used to be considered just as uh the logo or um their uh, like catchphrase but really it it goes beyond all of these um because it's a um conjuncture of different elements that together uh, build uh, the brand um, so if you don't mind sometimes I would ask if I have questions or absolutely no uh, if you have any questions please please ask um, at the end um, it, it's um, the point is to build a conversation um, yeah. yeah okay so uh Previously, the the definition by the Cambridge Dictionary was that the act of giving a company a particular design or symbol in order to advertise its products and services was uh, branding. Um, as well, brands are essentially patterns of familiarity, meaning, fondness, and reassurance that exist in minds of people. This definition was created by Tom Godwin, and I really think that this converged a little bit better what um, previously was defined as branding. Um, the the previous definition was uh, useful and up to date a couple of years back, but like 
um, brands develop and grow um, and evolve constantly. So as well, the definition. Yeah, so um, I would like to start first with what is not branding. So um, the logo, um, which is a mere symbol of the company, is not the branding. It's part of the branding. And it's one of the most important parts uh, or elements of it. However, it is not branding as a whole. As well, a single product is not a branding, nor the company. Um, It really goes beyond um, these um, elements. As well, a lot of um, marketers or um, people that in in commerce um, define it as a promise or a jungle. It's neither of these nor it's the marketing of the brand. It, it's really a combination of, of, of all of these elements and many others. Um, so branding um, is a result or a gut feeling of a product, service, or a company. Um, the consumer is the ultimate creator of the brand due to rep, uh, repetition. So re- really what happens is that um, you are creating multiple brands within each of um, your individual customers. So what makes the brand effective is that when many of those customers um, converge within the same definition, but in reality, what you're doing is that you are creating multiple brands for multiple people um, do that each one will have their own um, definition. This is why, as well, uh, consistency throughout um, the brand uh, assets or the the publicity or the marketing has to be consistent. Otherwise, uh, you will not be able to to um, address this repetition nor create your branding. Do that. It's a, it can be a slow process and it takes time. Um, it, it really it's very rare to see a brand. Um, to actually have presence within the market um, like from the start it usually is because either they have um, like a partner brand or a uh, or a parent brand um, that really allows this to happen otherwise it's it's through uh, the customers um, as well uh, something important to define is uh, the logo uh, I uh, created this, um, I wanted to address specifically the logo because uh, many people think or relate the brand to the logo. So as well, the, the logo is just a visual identity. It's, it's part of the visual identity. Um, the visual identity can include the color, the topography, the type of photography, the graphic assets is really uh, talks about uh, what we see as the personality of the brand. Um, this would be the visual identity and the logo, which is the representation of the brand, is just a part of this identity. Um, so it's important to define. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and start with the branding assets, basically. Um, so the first section or the first part of the brand assets would be the brand substance. Um, which is basically the essence of the brand, of what makes the brand in its core. So the first um, element that we have for the brand substance um, assets would be the purpose. So this is the reason of the brand beyond the business function. This is why uh, the brand or uh, the product is what it is. Um, It it really... um, defines what would be it goes very in hand with the vision and mission which vision would be uh, the image of the brand for the future which is you can consider it a little bit of like the north star like where you want the brand to point in to in the future as well as the mission is what it's currently known for so with the purpose vision and mission you can start creating um, your actual essence these are the very basic core assets for for any brand. Um, Then we would have the values. 
which would act as the guiding compass uh, for it, the behavior of the brand, as well as um, they also function as um, guide for other assets, like for example, um, the, the the type of speech or the type of marketing. So um, the values are as well very important. Um, then we would uh, have the brand positioning assets. Um, which talk about how the brand um, is positioned within the market or within the consumer. So the first one would be the audience persona. Um, so this would be the appealing audience uh, and the target. And the goal is to create a the most um, defined and most detailed audience persona um, so that it will help you Um, develop a, a better um, marketing response. Um, brands can have multiple audience personas. Um, you can even have different audience personas for uh, different products. But um, overall, it's important to um, define this um, throughout your um, branding experience. And then we would have the uh, competitors. The competitor research, I'm sorry. So um, this is a very important um, brand asset, even though it doesn't seem like it. It would seem a little bit more as a marketing asset. However, it, it, it should be considered as a branding asset because if you don't understand who your competitors are, you can't really uh, create nor the position nor the um, presence um, or what you really want to Um, have your your brand um, represent within the market. So it's very important to understand what your competitors um, are doing and where they are currently in the in, in the industry. Um, next, we would have the differentiation, which comes in hand uh, with the or after the 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 competitor research. Um, so this really. Um, comes down to differentiating yourself from your competitors. And it, it talks about um, creating your unique brand style um, product based on, on the research. So this is a very important um, uh, brand um, asset. Otherwise, if you, do not differentiate your brand or if you do not research, then you will just be of one more um, of the stock and it, the point of, of, of really, or the, your purpose of really building a brand is to differentiate yourself and actually um, create a position within the market. The next one um, would be the positioning statement, um, which is not marketing. Um, is a clarity statement, and it comes uh, as well with the with the, the varying hand with um, with the vision, mission, and and purpose. However, this is a more concise statement that will allow the brand to have direction within specifically for positioning. Um, and um, next, we would have the um, archetypes. So the archetypes are um, Carl Jung. Um, he defined 12 personality um, archetypes um, based on psychology. And these can be applied towards the brand, the brand in order to create a, a human experience or um, create um, make the, the brand a little bit more relatable. To, to people. So you would have different types of brands that will use archetypes in order to um, guide as a compass, uh, I'm sorry, act as a compass, compass within the, uh, the definition of the branding. So for example, um, you would have the magician, for example, no? Um, this, uh, the, I think the best example for this type of archetype would be like, for example, Disney, which they, um, they really take into the next level uh, what um, like this 
entity or, or this archetype of, of, of magic would mean. And as well, you have, for example, the, um, the Nike brand. Um, the, this brand, they address mainly the hero archetype. Um, and they um, actually really do this um, with every single um, marketing that they do. They really address the consumer as the hero of their own story, as the main character. So um, you would have these type of uh, archetypes throughout different um Basically, any big brand will have a basically a, will fit in within one of these 12 categories of archetypes um, as well. Um, I don't know if at the moment you would have any um, sort of questions at the time um, or from what we've seen so far. I think these uh, archetypes are very, um, it's, it's very interesting. And uh, when you first told me about this, I instantly Googled them. And I recommend everyone to Google these. There is uh, the hero archetype, Nike, as you said. There is, uh, I forgot the names, honestly, but uh, there is um, Google, which is more like a scientist type of company, uh, like a connector or integrator, which is like Facebook, uh, connecting people and Uh, there was IBM, I remember, and Xerox, I think. These are more like uh, helping people, educating people kind of archetypes. So, yeah, I, I recommend everyone to check it out. At this point, I don't have any questions, so I think we can move forward. Yeah, like you said, um, any type of rant will, find, uh, will fall within one of these archetypes. And as well, defining your archetype um, will actually help um, it, positioning the brand um, do that. It will allow you to actually start creating that personality that will, will start to remain within the, the mind of your consumers. Um, so defining your archetype is very important because brands that don't define their archetype, they might uh, have like a combination of different archetypes. And um, it's, it's really not that effective, um, effective of a strategy and do that. It will not create a, a, a human persona for the brand. So that's, that's a very important um, thing to define. Um, the next one uh, would be the personality. Um, so this comes in hand with the archetype. So, Um, it really is what brings the brand to life. Uh, the personality um, really talks about um, how your brand speaks, behaves within the market and addresses their consumers. So it's, it's very important to define the personality of the brand in order to um, con um, convert everything what we've seen in a very in an effective way for each um for the persona that you're targeting and this comes in hand with the language so you would have uh, different types of language uh, formal and formal um, that will um, act as a support for your speech or for your branding or it could be the complete opposite If you have a very formal brand and you start using a, a, an informal language, then you, just by doing this, um, you will actually um, create a, a, a conflict within the mind of your consumers. Um, and you would start seeing the opposite of what you would want to do with your branding. Um, consumers will notice that there's not a uh, consistency and it, it's just very odd and it's not effective at all to, com to combine different types of language um, if, if they don't converge um, with your brand. Um, the next one would be the tone of voice, which comes um, right next to the language. Um, and this is basically what speaks to the core of your audience. Um, it really 
defines how you speak to your persona um more than the language it's it's tone of voice that it's important to consider and you would see this not only with speech but as well with any sort of of copywriting or any um text or anything that talks to the consumer even just photography or video um the, this all falls within the tone of voice um and it really speaks to the core uh, of the of the audience um, next we would have the name um, this is um, the most important of the assets um, or one of the most at least which is basically your front line it has to be something memorable and something that um, your consumers will um, relate to your product service or even your 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 own personal brand so um It has to be memorable and consistent, and it, it's very important to define this from the very beginning. Do that; it's uh, would be the first thing that your um, consumers will, will start to to memorize. In the, the more that they see it, uh, the next one would be the tagline. Um, so, not all of the brands use taglines. Uh, however, it's it, it is a, a good. Uh, element to consider so uh, the difference between the name and the tagline is it, you can consider it more as a, a catchphrase so um, for example you would have um, again the a nike brand which their catchphrase is just do it so um, if you have an effective strategy for your um, tagline it will come to a point where people Um, will start to uh, associate your your brand to that tagline without the need of um, using your logo or your name. So it's also a very um, useful asset to to consider and to use within your your branding um, um, strategy, um, basically. And the next one um, would be the key messages. So uh, you can't send the same message throughout different channels. It, it's important to uh, define your key messages and what they are and how you would be um, um, addressing them to the consumers. So, um, so it, this is a very important um, thing to consider within your brand strategy, to define your key messages, to define um, how you would um, be doing by defining the tone of voice, the language, and the all of the previous um, assets that you uh, that we've been covering. Um, you can see how um, they all collide or converge with one another. So it's it's very important to to consider every one of these um, assets for your for within your your brand strategy. Um, next, we would have the uh, brand identity elements, um, which would refer to um, what really creates the 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 visual identity of or the identity of of your brand. Um, so first, we will have the, the storytelling. So um, storytelling, as well as one of um, the most useful assets that you will have when constructing a brand, um, it, it really talks about um, the story of the journey um, of the brand. It could be a, a journey of the brand, or it could be an experience, or uh, just a storytelling, a storytelling to, um, in order to create engagement. Um, it could be fictional, it could be accurate, it could be historical. Uh, it really depends on what you define, but the storytelling is one of the, the most useful assets and uh, within the, the brand strategy. For example, um, talking about the, um, the Sofitel hotels, um, So um, I used to work in, 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 hotel, in the hotel industry for a couple of years. So uh, I like to use uh, this brand as an example. So for example, um, this is a French hotel for the people that don't, uh, aren't familiar with, with the hotel. So um, 
basically um, France, Paris uh, was the first city to have public lightning. Uh, so um, that's also why it's called the city of lights, um, basically because every night you would see uh, a person um, with a candle lighting every single one of the um, public lights. Um, and you would see this throughout the whole city in order for the city to be to have um, this public lightning. Um, so um, what this brand decided to do was to um, take this story and, and make it part of their own brand. Um, so every um, every day at a certain time, which is basically um, sunset, um, what they would do is that they would set up candles throughout their hotels and um, you would see the hotel staff um, lighting up every single candle within the sunset. Um, and this is referring to um, Paris, the city of light. So you really see uh, this type of um, of storytelling throughout different brands. And when done effectively, it, it, it will create an experience and, and it would be more engageable for your consumer or your clients. So um, storytelling is, is one of the most useful assets. And uh, there's a lot of resources online that, that talk about storytelling and a lot of marketers that really base their strategies on, on, on the storytelling because it, it truly is one of the most useful ones. I mean, you can have a really good uh, visual identity, but if you, there's no story behind it, um, it really doesn't um, um, stick to the, to the consumers. Um, next, uh, you would have the logo. Um, so a lot of people consider it to be the, the, the synonym of branding, which as we've seen so far, it's not entirely true. It, it is to some point, um, and it used to be considered as a synonym. However, it's just a mere representation of the brand. It's, it's just a visual, uh, or a graphic, um, representation of the brand. Um, so it is very important to define an effective logo, considering all of the different um, assets, the personality, the archetypes, the industry, the persona. All of these will allow you to create the um, a logo that really is effective for your market. And as well, right next to that category, we would have the typography, which is very important. Um, if you have a very informal brand or a very juvenile brand, like for example, um, let's talk about again, uh, Disney, and you would uh, use a very formal um, traditional typography, it just really doesn't seem right. It, it looks awkward. Um, so it really is important to, to uh, take into account the type of typography that you're using um, to represent your brand. Do that, it, you will see this everywhere from the website from your um social media even as well in your your marketing or your publicity so topography is is very important to define um do that it will talk about the character and the image that you want for the for the brand uh, and next we would have color so um as well talking about psychology um there's the color theory so certain colors will um, talk about certain emotions or um, activate certain emotions for people. So uh, you would, you if you actually put all of the brands within a spectrum, you will start seeing how um, brands from a certain industry will fall will fall between a certain range of colors of of the spectrum, and um, whenever a brand is not within that spectrum, you really have to have a really um, good branding strategy that justifies it or that compensates it um, because it, it's, it's very important to consider the, the color within your, your um, branding strategy. So for example, you would see all of the, well, not all of them, but um, most of the um, like finance and banking institutions fall within the 
um, the blue color of the spectrum, as well as hospitals, um, because they represent um, cleanness, they represent formality, they represent um, trust. So, um, for example, if you were to go to a hospital that their main color would be red or um, this, let's take it to the other uh, direction, like, for example, a purple, it, it really it, it really doesn't uh, seem as clean or uh, what you would want to see in a hospital. So um, they mainly stick to like blue tones and white tones in order to, to create this psychology as well. Um, every, uh, everybody's familiar with fast food. These um, companies within this uh, industry will use mainly uh, reds and, and yellow tones because they actually um, contribute generating um, the need of, of, of eating within the the their consumers so so you would see color theory throughout any brand and um, it's important to consider this within your brand strategy because if if you do not address it um, you will position your brand within a different or associate your brand to different uh, to a, even a different industry so it's very important to consider this um, next you would have the the image style so this is the overall um mood, tone, and style for your photography, for your video, any visual representation of your brand, you wouldn't, it, it is necessary to define an image style. Um, do that without this, uh, your, um, the visual representation of your um, brand will not be consistent. And um, it, branding is all about creating consistency and being memorable for your clients or your consumers. Um, so it's it's very important to define this. For example, uh, talking about images, uh, we can talk about National Geographic that they use a very um, unique image style that um, even if you have a photography without the the yellow mark of of the mark of I'm sorry the yellow uh, square that's within the um, the magazines, you will be able to relate that type of photography towards um, this National Geographic style. Um, so I, as you would see different brands using different types of style to represent their, their brands. And just by doing this, you will start creating um, um, the brand within the, your consumer's mind. Next, we will have iconography which is very similar to the image style. Um, it has, it talks about cohesive, cohesiveness and consistency, and it al allows you to create uh, a brand experience. Uh, iconography is very important as well, because this would be um, basically in all of your digital media and all of your publicity, basically. Um, so it's it's very important to to define a set of icons that you would be using throughout your brand and throughout your communications that you have towards your, your clients in order to um, create this cohesiveness and this consistency because as well, um, people will start even associating certain type of, of icons or buttons towards your, towards your brand. And if they're not consistent, um, then you re you're really not allowing the consumer to um, associate your your brand towards what they're seeing on screen or on on any type of media basically next we would have the graphic illustrations as well as the graphic style this uh, talks about um, the graphic representation of the brand or the graphic illustrations uh, this doesn't include nor video or photography um, but it's very important to um, include these within the, your brand strategy because as well as the iconography and the on the image style if it's not consistent it will not um, it would actually damage the presence of your brand within the, the each of the um the minds of, of of your consumers, so it's it's important to really define these from the start, 
and um, you don't uh, brands don't have to stick with what you set at the beginning of of your brand or um, like we've mentioned before brands are constantly evolving so your brand strategy can change throughout your um, throughout different time frames however it, it's important to include them within a, a cohesive um, brand strategy um, and allow them to converge and act as a whole and and not change for example the graphic illustrations every couple of days or every couple of months because you're not allowing the customer to um, to associate these graphics towards your brand so um, they're not definitive however um, my suggestion would be to be as as consistent as possible um, talking about graphic illustrations next you would have um, the presence which is um, talks about how um, your brand behaves within the market or within the internet or or any type of media it could be how your brand speaks through blogs podcasts or a fusion of different um behaviors of your brand within the the society basically so this would define your your presence so uh for example um companies that do a lot of charity work or that do a lot of fundraising, then this will start building a presence or a certain um, association to certain values uh, towards your brand within the society. So it's very important to consider the, what type of presence you would want to have uh, with your brand uh, within our society. And um, as well, if we define this from, from the start, then you will be able to address everything that we've covered and, and towards that direction. And um, which is the, the goal is at the end is to, um, to build your, your presence and your brand within the consumer. So um, this is why it's, it's very important. Um, this falls within the, the brand persona elements, which basically talks about how your brand acts as a, as a persona as a whole. And as well, you would have the website. So um, the website, it's a, a mere um, um, portal for information and it, it should incentive the consumer to, um, to consume um, or to keep um, using your, your brand. So it, it's very important to, um, to have a website um, at, basically within our current society or our today's standards, if a company does not have a website, it, it really, um, for the consumer, it really talks about a brand that is not uh, 100% on the market and it really doesn't, um, it could create a, a bad reputation if you do not have a website. So it's, it's very important to have a website um, for any type of, of, of brand or industry um, because this, this is a portal where people will be able to consult, see, and, and even buy what you do or your service. So it's, it's a very important uh, reference in today's society um, and it's as well, it's a, it's a way of converging different branding assets in a way that it would be a, a fast and effective um, mass pr um, distribution per se. So um, this is a very important uh, or one of the most important assets within the um, branding strategy. Uh, next, we would have the social channels. So this talks about the, the look and feel uh, of your brand, how it sounds towards the consumer, uh, how you behave within the, the, our social media. Being uh, at the moment, social media, um, very important in, in today's world. 
So um, it's it's very important to establish the look and feel of your brand through um, your graphics, through your speech, through your through your tone of voice, and as well, um, it has to be consistent with your website and with all of the other uh, brand assets that we've talked about. And this will slowly create um, presence and contribute towards this look and feel of your brand within within social media. And then next, uh, which comes in hand with um, or right next to the social channels would be your content and advertisement. Um, so um, here we're, we're talking about your marketing strategy, the strategic message that you want to distribute towards your consumer and and towards um, your products. So uh, it's very important to create a, a marketing strategy for um, for your brand because if you do not create um, this uh, strategy to address the, your channels of distribution, you can have the world's best product. But if you do not have an effective marketing strategy, then um, you will not achieve the presence nor the sales that you would like uh, or that you are expecting towards your brand. So it's very important to um, to define your marketing strategy as well, um, taking into account all of these different assets that we've been talking about uh, that will, just by defining them in paper, you will start seeing your marketing strategy or how you would need to um, start marketing your your brand. Um, so it's it, this is a very useful way to start defining um, every each um, every each one of these aspects just by writing them down, and and they will start converging in certain points, and that's uh, what you would need to highlight because that's what will um, stick to your consumer's mind. And next, we would have the the physical space. So um, physical space, um, not, a, a, not many of today's modern um, companies have a physical space, but those that do, um, you have to create a, a unique and tangible experience for your customer. Um, it used to be one of the most, or the reference for branding um, previously, because it's, it, it was what consumers would see of your brand when they would walk into your store before internet or before our social media. So um, it is very important to, to really create a, a unique experience for, for your consumer. And this comes in, in we could talk about uh, as well of customer service within your, your physical space. Um, because if you do not have a, a a good experience for your consumer or your customer, then um, I can assure you that they will most likely not um, come back or they will not most likely not consume your products again. So um, it, it's important to create this experience um, within the um, within the physical space. And for example, um, this can also talk about um certain um brands use um how would i say it um they use different um assets that um, point to uh, your different elements for example let's talk about scent so um scent is one of the most important um senses uh, that we have because it, it's it, many people say that the first sense to develop in in basic um in in basic beings was first sight and then scent um so why is scent important um for example um, many brands will use certain scents or certain uh, smells within their their physical space um, in order to uh, uh, to address an, an experience, um, the reason why it's because 
um, scent has a direct link to your um, cerebral cortex. And um, it's a scent that is most associated to memory and uh, experience. So um, by addressing this, you will start creating a uh, a um, a behavior within your, your consumers um, so that every time that they, for example, smell that same scent, uh, they will be um, brought back to your physical space. And you would see this in, in many stores uh, or even like, for example, within the hotel industry, this is um, uh, very common, but as well in, in stores, they will have a certain type of scents that will uh, converge, um, creating this unique and tangible experience. Uh, and not only scent, but as well, any sort of um, element that addresses um, your, um, your senses, uh, it's very important to consider do that all of these will uh, affect your your physical space and the experience that the consumer or the customer will have within um, within the um, your brand experience overall. And um, basically, what makes a brand successful is the cohesiveness and consistency application of all of these elements. If you do not apply um, all of them. Just by applying some in a consistent and cohesive way and converging them in an, an effective way, then um, you're doing a proper brand strategy. Um, so it, it doesn't mean that every brand has to have all of these assets or all of these elements. Um, however, uh, the more you have, the more um, tools or weapons you will have towards um, creating this brand presence in, within your consumer's mind. So um, basically, it, it comes down to the consistency of, of your application or the consistency of, of, of your brand. If a brand is not consistent, then it, they will not r remain within the, the mind of your consumers or customers. Um, so these will be the 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 main um, branding assets um, for talking about brand strategy. Um, I, uh, at the moment, I've, I'm unaware if you have any questions regarding um, some of the elements that we talked about, or you would like to, to talk about a certain um, asset for the into depth. Thank you, Jerry. It was really insightful. We are uh, close to one hour, I think, so I would be short. Um, so first of all, we will uh, put these um, 20, 25, 20, 28 uh, elements, uh, 26, yeah, 26 elements of branding. We will uh, put this into the description as well. If somebody, somebody is listening us later, you can find it. Maybe do you recommend any uh, books or materials to to learn more about branding and these brand assets? Um, yes, absolutely. There's a lot of um, materials that are currently that that address different types of of or each one of these assets. Um, I can upload them as a um, list within the description of the webinar but um, um, just to talk about a there's a lot of marketers that will address different types of um, of uh, I'm sorry of elements so um, let me just think of a name at the moment um, for example we have uh, I, I'm really bad with names. I apologize. No um, <laughs> You can Google it if you want. Um, just one moment. We will add these into the description so anyone can find it um, later. Yes. Um, like I said, there's a lot of, of, of resources that um, and books that talk about different um, brand assets. So I can just 
compile a list mm-hmm. and um, add them to the, the video description. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. So uh, yeah, thanks again for this very, as I said, very insightful presentation and podcast episode. And thanks for everyone listening to us today and stay tuned every Thursday. We have a new uh, podcast episode and now our podcast um it has it's having its uh, one year anniversary we started it last summer um so it's i'm really happy to see the the growth and the improvement with the podcast in the last few months um and yeah stay tuned and uh, see you in our next next webinar and podcast thank you everyone as well uh thank you daniel for having me And um, just if anybody wants to know a little bit more of or storytelling or or, or um, marketing, I would recommend Simon Sinek. Um, he's a very mm-hmm. good marketer. Um, at the moment, he's not no longer in marketing, but any material or any uh, resources from him is I would highly recommend. Yeah, I I can just agree. Uh, great guy. Yeah. So um, thank you once again for having me and. Uh, If uh, anybody has uh, questions, I'll be more than glad to address them and and through email or um, social media. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode, and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.